what day is it? <clears throat> it is 6.30 in the morning. The sun's still coming up. I am on Nashville Road heading northeast towards presumably some highway on September 19th. My Nebra devices finally arrived last Tuesday. I was going to go right away, but decided instead I'm going to work the rest of the week, get a full week of money, and then my days off have kind of turned into Sunday and Tuesday, which is weird, but they seem, for whatever reason, to be the slower days when I'm doing deliveries for Uber Eats. Now, I could jump over and do DoorDash, but I got so frustrated with DoorDash and their lack of transparency and everything that I just haven't logged in. I really need to, so that way I can make sure I maintain my uh, top dasher status. But I've been making the money I need to make just fine on Uber Eats. And, you know, there's been a couple days when it was slow that I'd flip on Instacart, which is through my, who my insurance is through anyway. So maintaining my status with Instacart as well. Um, but yeah, I need to log in and do the same thing with DoorDash. So I can keep the top dasher status. I just, just so pissed with them. But it is beautiful how foggy it is here right now to start off this trip. Um, since I am five and a half hours closer, uh, unlike the last time where I left Pittsburgh, Kansas, drove all the way out to Nashua, New Hampshire, and then back... Um, I get to save about 11 hours total on the round trip. My halfway point will be Erie, Pennsylvania. So I have a military buddy out there I'm going to try to visit with. Um, maybe just grab food or something. Um, I've got the stuff in my car to uh, sleep at rest stops like I did before. Um, so we will, we will see. If... Since I don't need to do all that much once I get there, uh, planning on um, getting there, logging into my computer at the office and updating my HNT earnings uh, spreadsheet, and then uh, basically grabbing the Nebros and leaving right away. Uh, so it'll be Sunday, Monday there, and then Monday I will start driving back. Um, I'm hoping to reach somewhere like maybe New Yorkish um, before I stop driving uh, for the first night. I was even thinking about going back to that casino because that turned out to be a good spot. Uh, and then uh, from there, if I can do a one shot that Tuesday uh, from wherever I stopped in New York all the way to St. Louis, I'm going to do it. But if not, no big deal, you know, it's a shorter trip, no matter what I do, so, uh, yeah, hi, um, so, finally getting to do the road trip that I thought was going to be kind of <laughs> originally with this, so uh, this is a super spread out cast, but okay. Fifty-seven northbound now. All right, 
right, I tried something, audio quality didn't come through, so I'll just kind of recap. Um, yeah, so basically the Nebra devices that I had expected to be delivered about the same time as the rack devices for this helium hotspot fleet that I'm starting finally came in last Tuesday. Um, I was going to shoot up and just pick them up when I found out. Opted instead to work a full week, like I said. So, heading up there, and um, I don't know, kind of dragged this cast out a little bit. Didn't mean for that to happen, but I uh, guess it could be worse. I When I left to build this fleet, left Amazon to build this fleet, I had expected a lot of this equipment to arrive the original projection dates when I purchased it was March and April, meaning I would have installed it along that trip that I took back in April, May. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I would have had a different income. I would have gone to Kansas to save a little bit of money, uh, visit some friends, potentially look at a home base, uh, in the Kansas area where I know it's cheap, cost of living's cheap, power is cheap. Um, still kind of thinking about that. I've got a network of friends there. Uh, here in the St. Louis area. I, so I got to go check out Eric's home base up in, uh, I'll say Haddonfield since it's almost Halloween. I'm not going to give away where he has his home base. He can talk about it on his own channel. Uh, Eric, uh, meaning Nomadic Fanatic, I went up there. We hung out, kind of like just chit-chatted, kind of you know topical stuff since we never really <laughs> hung out in person before. Um, helped him put in the TV to this awesome man cave room that he's got. But the layout of the place is fantastic. It's He's got to do a little bit of an alteration uh, so he can fit his class A inside of the um, inside of the the bay, the the car bay. I, I don't know what you call those garage bay, I guess. And uh, then he can walk upstairs and walk directly onto the roof of his vehicle and work on it or whatever. Um, so a little bit of an adjustment there, but man, that setup for that building was incredible. I would love to have something like that as a home base and while I was there he was installing the cameras and stuff like that so that way he could monitor it while he's traveling and you know with that stuff going on now it's so cheap to do that kind of stuff I was like man this this would be awesome um, to do something like that because then I could bounce away for a few months come back but where you know where do I do that I thought about like I said Kansas I was looking down there and property's cheap but I just, I don't know, I couldn't find a place that would work for what I want. And really, if we're being honest, the climate there sucks. Like, I wouldn't be spending summers summers there at all, ever again. Like, that was awful. Um, I would do it in the St. Louis area where I have friends and family, but... I, I don't want to deal with Illinois. I hate Illinois so much. Being back here, it's I'm getting like flashbacks of all the things that I fucking hated about Illinois. Can't do it in Missouri. 
Missouri's got that personal property tax, which just me with a new RV uh, uh, and then two vehicles. I oh my god, I would get raped in personal property tax. Just screwed. So I just I don't even want to I don't want to mess with that. Fuck that. I was looking at maybe Michigan since it's got a climate kind of like Washington. Uh, it's not it's not quite, you know, the the, the rainforest climate. Um, but it's it's similar in a lot of ways because of the lake effect, especially if you get up to the upper peninsula where it's got like a double lake effect happening on that that offshoot there, but I don't know, man. Muskegon might be cool, although I was I was only passing through there when I picked up my RV when I started this whole crazy adventure. I mean, honestly, if we were to like break down what I'm I really would find useful is basically just a a metal building that I could pull the RV into and store stuff in. And I could build like a little room in there. Part of me wants to get like a another tra- travel trailer, smaller, like a little thirteen footer, you know, nothing crazy. Wouldn't even have like a shower or nothing to use for, you know, like the trip to Alaska and stuff like that. Where I could take the kitties with me, not a whole lot of extra bullshit keep my nice RV from hitting the Alaskan highway and getting all jacked up, you know, that's something that really does actually kind of bother me is like like that road, man, I don't know. So I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm giving a lot of thought, but I knew when I left Amazon, I couldn't afford to do a home base, start a business and get a new RV while still holding down uh, all the normal bills you would have just with life. So I had to make a choice and it's probably fine. I know in terms of like cheapest places in the country to live, I think, I think it's Alabama or Arkansas. I think it's Alabama, like cheapest place in the country to live. I was like, well, maybe I just look down there. But really, if, if I'm going with center of the country idea so I can leap around, it'd probably be Nebraska or South Dakota. But then I don't know anybody there and wouldn't have an infrastructure, so I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing with that. I'm just, I'm kind of casually looking for a place here and there, but I, I do want to find something in the next few years as to act as a home base. I thought about just getting an apartment. (laughs) Um, They were, well, they still are selling some apartments in O'Fallon for like 50 grand. So I'd have it and then it's an apartment. So it's like, okay, cool. (laughs) Uh, But there would be nowhere to put the RV and stuff like that. So I don't know. And there's HOA fees. Uh, wouldn't want to deal with that. And again, it's in Illinois. Fuck that state. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's where my mind gets wandering while I'm traveling. Because, like, especially after seeing Eric's setup, it's so nice there. I was just like, man, if I could find something like that, 
oh man, so nice, but, you know, I, I, I don't know, maybe it's worth, like, talking to, talking to people who would actually live in the area full-time, ah, fuck, I don't want to be dependent on other people, though, that just becomes a fucking hassle, so, yeah, going to pick up these Niebuhr devices, and then, uh, who knows, like, just mulling over home base options and potential locations where I could could put one. Ooh. A lot of thinking time while I drive. Been mulling over the Alaska trip and some of these short trips like the one I'm doing now. I have to rush it because I need to get back for the cats because they only have so much food and water and the litter box needs to be cleaned. It'd be nice to be able to unplug the RV, take it with me, but it's just too goddamn big. kills my gas mileage. If I had something smaller just for these short trips, I could stretch them out to like a few extra days, take my time, come back then I'd have two trailers and at first that sounded crazy and then as I've thought about it I'm like well going to Alaska with a smaller trailer would probably actually be a good thing just because like I don't want to take my brand new beautiful nice trailer up the Alaskan highway and kick the shit out of it I've seen like the videos and pictures read the blogs news articles, the mile post, and just everything talking about, like, (laughs) how, how abusive the Alaskan highway can be to RVs, man, so I'm thinking about maybe doing, getting, like, a small travel trailer, similar to the one that I had, but something older, a little cheaper, and then I came across these little 13 footers called the little Bigfoot and the Casita. And those things are awesome. It would be perfect for the type of stuff I'm doing now with, with the rollout of the business. Like, Oh, Hey, I need to go down to Phoenix for a few days to deal with some troubleshooting on some of the equipment, blah, blah, blah. I don't really want to undo everything and, and leave my, my more permanent site. So I'd have this thing to where I could just throw the cats in the car with me, drive down there, and then have them with me. So they still get attention. They're taken care of, you know. And then in terms of, like, going to Alaska, being able to go up there for a few months at a pop and uh, take take a smaller, a little bit more nimble trailer the problem is like the casita and the little bigfoot have these followings and so they're kind of hard to find but the the idea got me thinking about enclosed travel trailers and just i've got a bunch of the stuff from when i was living in the the attic space of the garage in washington that i could fill an enclosed trailer out with and make it like a basically a hard tent I'd need to get some windows put into it 
or, or find some used RV windows at a, at a lot somewhere and put them in myself or whatever. But it might be an option. And then it's like, if it gets beat up, I mean, it's an enclosed travel trailer, whatever. Um, and a lot of them have that V shape on the front. You put that, what is it, that, that metal, corrugated metal on the front um, just to catch all the rocks and shit. Shit, it might be better for taking that trip. And a lot of the campsites that I've been looking at up in Alaska have shower facilities and bathrooms on the site, so you wouldn't have to worry about that necessarily as like a, oh, well, I don't have a shower in the RV, fuck, type of thing. I just have to think about how I do it. And I've got the on-demand water heater for, like, portable showers uh, if I really, really needed to do something like that. I don't know. Toying with it. Like I said, I have the bulk of the stuff, so... Just for the summer, I wouldn't need all the crazy plugs and electronics and shit like that. Just go up there with, like, some handful of things... So, really, I could run off of a 110 outlet. I've got the... If it got hot, I've got that freestanding AC unit that's also a dehumidifier. I would put that in there. In terms of the heater, like, I I had a propane-based fireplace, but I think it would have been too much. But I can get a couple... I've got the radiant heater just for, like, if I'm plugged in at a site and little heat what do they call them heater buddy something like that it's small uh, I know that van dwellers will use them inside of vans and the space that I would be occupying wouldn't be that big and I wouldn't be doing it during the winter time anyway it would just be for the summer yeah I don't know I guess whenever I get parked today I'll have to take a look and see I don't even know what those cost and I would want to make sure I could stand inside of it I don't want to be leaned over the whole time but yeah just an idea I had while I was driving assuming I couldn't find like a casita or a little Bigfoot for a reasonable price deluded myself into thinking I was going to be able to sleep but I found an amazing rest stop Lake Chautauqua that's C-H-A-U-T-A-U-Q-U-A Chautauqua the rest stop if you're heading eastbound out of Erie, Pennsylvania going towards wherever is east Um, let me look at a map and see what highway here on highway 86 uh, it overlooks the lake. It's, oh my God, it's so gorgeous. Um, you know, I've, there's very few times that I've just pulled up and had like a lakefront, boom, beautiful overlook. They have a lot of outdoor seating. Um, the actual facilities themselves are pretty cool. And this is obviously one of those secret places because, like, I see 
the RV area has filled up and on the car side there's a bunch of camper vans that have been set up I tried out a new camping setup with my Jeep and I was like oh this is gonna make it I'm gonna sleep like a baby nope still almost didn't sleep at all I don't think I got to sleep until like an hour or two ago and now I'm gonna hit the road <laughs> so Good times. You know, I didn't bring up in the gap time between episodes, the last one and this one, XYO shot up. XYO is a <clears throat> cryptocurrency. And it's also a blockchain-based company that does um, not geocaching um, exactly, but they provide geographic data uh, as a resource to other companies that want it, utilizing the same sort of technique, I guess you could say, as Helium. They started to do it before Helium, but they didn't take off quite as fast. Uh, I had gotten wrapped up in them because they had this coin app uh, and it was it's kind of like a game but uh, what do they call it they something called geohacking I think it's what they refer to it as but they have these little tokens they're like sentinel tokens tokens as in a physical object not cryptocurrency and these devices verify uh, uh, location data they communicate with other tokens if they're in the area and so uh, as you're driving along it's taking little snippets uh, the way I understand it of uh, like uh, surface uh, like level above uh, sea level so surface level uh, barometric pressure uh, weather data like uh, what's the temperature stuff like that, in addition to GPS location. Uh, and then they provide all that kind of stuff as like a resource. And these nodes, these little GPS sentinels, uh, if you are like a delivery company or something like that, and there's GPS locations, uh, uh, sentinels or apps or bridges, they have a bunch of different types of devices in the area and you're a delivery guy you mark an item delivered and these things are in the area they can confirm yes I saw this person's device they did mark it delivered so it's it's got a few different uses I primarily was doing the coin app and uh, I started with just one phone now basically every old phone that I have that can run the software I've been running it on it for like a year or so, and uh, I don't want to say a year. I think I've gotten up to, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, so seven devices. Um, technically, you're only supposed to have one. I've set them up under different accounts, and... Uh, 
the idea is I'm recapturing miles. Now the value of the token used to be worth less than a penny, so it was like point zero 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 something. When I first started, it was like point zero 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 whatever, and so I was getting big rewards at that point. In between the last cast and this one, it went from being worth less than a penny, shot up to a nickel, and so I. From last year, last summer, basically I started when I was in Rhode Island, so it was, yeah, it was a while ago, so it was a little over a year. Um, at that point, when it was worth less than a penny, I had about $700 worth of XYO tokens, and the way the, the app works is coin mines geographic information, geodata, I guess you could say. And then you can trade that coin in for XYO tokens. And then whatever you want to do with XYO tokens after that. I usually just convert them to Ethereum and drop them into my account so I can use the Ethereum to pay for uh, fees later. Uh, transfer fees and stuff like that. So I don't have to actually use my own money for transfer fees. But um, So at the time when it was worth less than a penny, I had about... I don't know, $200 in there, and then it shot up to being worth a nickel, so in total I had something like $2,000 and some change, so I pulled a thousand out and uh, kept the other thousand in, just in case there was another spike or whatever, so I could ride that, and it was a thousand dollars I didn't have before, um, so I used that. I took that, uh, put 500 in one spot, took another 500 out, bought another hot spot. Um, yeah, so that was that was kind of a cool little thing, and was like a nice little pat on the back that I've been doing the XYO thing for a year, and I I got rewarded for it. Thank God. <laughs> uh, but I'm still doing it. I usually don't do the paid subscriptions. The paid subscriptions are like 25, 20, 27 bucks and 37 bucks, depending on the level. Uh, but for road trips like this, I'll activate our subscription so I can get better earnings. Um, and I was doing that before it shot up to a nickel. Uh, so I haven't really changed anything in that regard. I'm on this road trip. So as soon as I started, I activated a one month long subscription so I could harvest a bunch of tokens. Uh, and then when I get done, I'll have a bunch of stuff there. So, I don't know. If you're an RVer, XYO token, uh, when I first talked about it on this cast, it was worth, left, worth, worth less than a penny. Um, now it's... Well, I don't think it's a nickel anymore. I think it's dropped to three cents because everybody's like, Oh my God! And they pulled out of the money. But... Uh, it has value to companies looking for metrics-related data and uh, delivery confirmation type of information. It has more functions than that, and I think as they continue to pitch to more companies and uh, survey companies and stuff like that, that they'll be able to uh, solicit more contracts and the value of the token will continue to rise. It also means the transfer fees get higher whenever you convert from uh, coin to your to your XYO and then from XYO to 
whatever. I do Ethereum because it's like there's no transfer fee there. It's a good old Ethereum, thank God. Um, yeah, so just thought I'd bring that up. And then I realized I should probably end this cast from yesterday and start a new one for today. So since it's like, what, the 20th or something now? So, yeah. Also, goodbye. <laughs>